Hey VA, how are you? You're listening to Life Virtually, the podcast for virtual assistants. And I'm Ellie, your host, coach, friend and mentor. Running an online business can sometimes be a bit of a balancing act. There are different seasons and times in your business and in your life where you will find yourself juggling. And in this episode, we are being joined by Catherine Tobin to talk about all of that. Kat is a mother of three, wife to a musician slash graphic designer, and she's involved in not one, not two, but three online businesses. One of which we founded and run together, my second business, the Society of Virtual Assistants Ireland. If you are listening in Ireland, make sure to check us out because there are loads of ways that we support the VAs based here. Check the show notes for links. Kat started out in the online space when she set up her virtual assistant business as a side hustle to her full-time job. And I'm so excited to have her join me for today's episode because I know that you will get a lot from her experience. Today, we are discussing the balancing act that comes with running an online business, but that you don't always see on the surface or on social media. (laughs) From side hustling to business and motherhood and just how addictive running an online business can be. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so delighted to be doing it. And thank you for asking me. Of course, you were first on my list when I decided (laughs) to do this. And you are an absolute powerhouse when it comes to online business. I know you're going to look at me funny when I say that, but you are, right? (laughs) Involved in not one or two, but three online businesses. And so we could talk about anything here. But I wanted to pick your brain on a couple of things that I know you have direct experience Mm with. And so you have insight into it. And these are things that people might find themselves juggling. Virtual assistants worry about these things, or it might stop people from starting at all, you know? And the first will be side hustling. Mm. I know that you started your virtual assistant business as a side hustle when you first started out. What made you take that leap? Well, I suppose first, like, it's always been inbuilt in me that I wanted to do something myself. I knew Mm. that from quite a young age that I wanted to. But I suppose you just get caught up in life and, you know, just with the day to day of what's happening and stuff. So I just kind of found myself working a job, doing nine to five and just, you know, going about my daily life and stuff day in, day out. But there was always that kind of niggle at me. I was really triggered, particularly the, I've had business ventures before, but particularly this, where I really wanted to commit to something. And what triggered the virtual assistant one was having kids. That was yeah. a big thing for me because I found, well, I had, I was working in a lovely place. I was working there for years and I absolutely, well, I didn't love the job, let's say mm. itself. The job was kind of, you could take it or leave it. Um, <laughs> so while you could take or leave the job, I loved the people I worked with. I just, and that's what I think kept me there for so long was the people that I was working with. And it wasn't actually until I was at a Christmas party with colleagues and when one of my co-workers turned around to me and maybe after a few drinks, but told me (laughs) that they felt like I was wasted where I was. Oh, wow. They wanted to see me do more and stuff. So that kind of put the spark back in me again and started making me think about it. And then again, when the kids, you know, my, my two kids came along, I was with after the birth of my second, I figured, you know, there's child costs involved. And mm. then you've got, you know, your kids are sick and all you want to do is stay home with them. But when, you know, when they're sick and 
you have to call into work and like especially when you have two kids so like you have one that gets sick and then the next week you're guaranteed the other one's going to get sick and then yeah. you feel so guilty and I used to stress out about having to call my boss and say I'm so sorry but they're sick and while they were actually really lovely about it all and really understanding I just constantly had that worry and that stress on me and as well I just wanted to be there at home with my my kids when they were sick you know what I mean I didn't yeah. want to say are they sick enough that I can, you know, I can still send them in and just be kind of worried about them all day? Or can I actually, you know, should I stay home with them? Or it was just constantly that weighing up, you know. Having to choose nearly. Yeah, what you're going to do. Mom guilt and you're dropping them off at the creche like early in the morning. You're not picking them up till late at night. And then by the time you get home, you've got so many chores to do and dinner to cook. And, you know, you just don't get that time with them. So I knew that I wanted that to change. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, and so I just looked into basically what I want to do. And I felt like this, when I discovered the world of virtual assistants, mm-hmm. this idea of remote working from home doing this came up. And when I just dived into that world, I found up, yeah, this whole new opportunity for me. So that's amazing. And actually, that's really cool. It wasn't, it was a few things for you. Like you mm-hmm. always knew that you were supposed to do something else, mm-hmm. like always. Mm-hmm. And I think lots of us can feel that way. Like, oh, I'm not meant for this like nine to five grind but I suppose it wasn't until someone said that to you like at your Christmas yeah, kind of had to give me a shake out of it I suppose because yeah. I was so comfortable I was in the comfort zone mm. and when you're in the comfort zone it's very hard to move outside of that you know what I mean but yeah. the thing about the comfort zone is nothing changes everything mm. stays the same so when you did that you started out you said right I'm starting this online thing this is this is cool I'm going to do that how did you juggle your boss and colleagues I know lots of people um are worried about them finding out wondering if they should tell them kind of what they should do how did you manage that well I suppose like first off when I started out I didn't know what was gonna come of it I was very lucky because I came from a place where you know everyone I worked with was so lovely they wanted the best for everyone they were so understanding But at the same time, I didn't want to be broadcasting about what I was doing. So I suppose I did kind of hold back on talking about it. Because as well, I had the whole imposter syndrome thing going on where I was thinking, oh, if I go out now again and I say, oh, I'm doing something different, I'm trying this thing. And if I'm failure, oh, I'm going to have to just be like, oh, yeah, I failed this. And, you know, I was trying to avoid that, I think, a lot. I think that maybe stopped me from talking about it a lot because I was afraid of failure um, and then having to face everybody with that like you have to be kind of straight up like you're not mm-hmm. going to be working on your side hustle in your job that's not fair to your employer so you have to yeah that. they're Again, separate yeah exactly mm. so I made sure that any jobs that I took I could either do stuff on my lunch break or I'd be able to work on everything on the evening you know so mm. there were certain jobs I would have to turn down because the tasks I would be needed at some point during the day or it would involve some work during the day mm-hmm. so for me at that time I couldn't take on those jobs and I had to you know make sure mm. that was clear from the get-go but then again I suppose it's just looking at your schedule and figuring all that stuff out you know and but again it's just coming with being fair to your employer and if you have it in your contract that's one thing I would say you have to be mm-hmm. careful to look at your contract and if it's in your contract that you can't you know have anything else on the side some some companies are really strict that way so if you have that you have to be very careful around that and then I would definitely speak to someone about it before maybe broaching that yeah for me I suppose it was just a matter of of starting I knew it wasn't in my contract I knew I wasn't going to do Mm -hmm. work on my side hustle while I was in my working hours and because I wanted to be fair to my employers but again I suppose I just kind of like I said kept it that little bit quiet 
I set up like a LinkedIn page and the basics, the very basics just starting yeah. out. You go all out starting it. But I just set up the basics like a LinkedIn page. I started talking to people about what I was doing. But then, yeah, but then as it got going, I suppose, you know, you have to talk about it a bit more. You have to come out about it and say what you're doing and stuff. So, yeah, as I kind of went along and kind of started getting clients and things like mm -hmm. that, then I would be a bit more open about talking. Yeah, talk. Be open about it then. Mm -hmm. Most virtual assistants start out with a side hustle cat, don't they? Yeah. Like well, it's really, well, lots do. It's very common. It's a safety net. It's a safety net yeah. to start something as a side hustle because you can take on as much as you want to. You know, mm -hmm. you have to be, you know, kind of militant with your schedule. You can take on as much as you want to, but you don't have to take on a lot because you have safety net of your full-time job as well you know exactly and yeah in case of that fear because as you said yeah. there you didn't really want to tell people more so because you like you got along with them all very well at work yeah. but it was more yeah. so because you were like what if this doesn't work out you know I kind of yeah. don't want to be saying yeah. it I don't think there's anything wrong with that I feel like when we all have a new idea or a new thing we're starting mm -hmm. you can be really protective of it and I think it's nearly good to be protective of it in that way and keep it to yourself until you build it to a certain it can be because again it depends who you're surrounded with as well you know what I mean if you're starting exactly. something new that's to other people is very different and they think oh my god they're taking a risk or you know yeah. they're coming at you with the negative stuff and that's going to impact on you then and how you approach stuff and um, so I think sometimes it can be great to keep those kind of things under wraps to a point and only maybe talk about them with people who are either in that area or really understand what you're trying to do because if you talk to people who aren't and they don't understand as good they're they're mostly they're only coming from a good place and trying to yeah. protect you and make sure you're being sensible and you know all that um but if they're not used to that kind of world and you know the entrepreneurial world or whatever it is yeah then they may not understand and that can come across like negative feedback to you then which kind of impacts then how you go forward you know exactly and I think that actually happens to all of us and sometimes your families don't get it and they kind of might have yeah. something negative to say but yeah. when it comes to them promoting your business like on social mm -hmm. media and you actually are in a full-time job as well I know I've heard from people who have done it that I didn't do it myself as you know yeah. I was unemployed in the pandemic so I got to go all in <laughs> yeah I got to go all in straight away but um I know someone told me that she used to market her business on Instagram because mm -hmm. just the kind of work she did, the kind of people she worked with in her job, mm -hmm. none of them were on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They just weren't Instagram users. And yeah. so she kind of chose that and it mm -hmm. suited the business she created. So there are kind of small little things like that you can do as well, can't you? So that you're not caught if you don't want to tell people about exactly. it. Exactly. There are. There's loads of options like that. I mean, I did set up, I, I had an old profile on LinkedIn which was in my maiden name mm. and I decided just to create a new profile with my uh, married name and I did happen to use my maiden name in work so I yeah. suppose you know, there wouldn't have been a lot of people finding me there and again that was coming from a place where I didn't want to be kind of showcasing all this and kind of saying oh this is what I'm doing look at me and stuff like that if ever it came up a conversation and someone spotted something or saw whatever I would chat about it then absolutely no worries mm -hmm. but I wasn't forthcoming with information let's say you know yeah I, you didn't just run in and say hey look what I'm doing guys no no <laughs> yeah. and again you know it was from a mixture of you know protecting my idea and where I wanted to go mm. and kind of not shoving that in people's faces or having them kind of anyway yeah you know how did you deal with the juggle between your job 
mm-hmm. your business and then your home life as well like that's a lot I know obviously when you're doing it it's in the hopes of well this business is going to be full-time mm-hmm. someday anyway I'm not always going to have to juggle like this but how did you deal with that well I'm not gonna lie it's tough <laughs> yeah <laughs> the juggle is I mean you're do you know what I mean you always feel like you're dropping a ball somewhere or other so mm. it's it's tough but look again with any type of growth or change there's going to be sacrifice there's going to be hard yeah. work you know you just have to prepare yourself for that so I had to prepare myself and realize okay I'm going to be giving up a lot of my evenings and I have to be prepared mm-hmm. to do that I am going to be giving up probably a lot of my weekends and I have to be prepared to do that so I just mentally prepared myself to do that mm-hmm. and I just kept thinking about my why we always talk yes. about you know within yeah we talk about our why all the time all the time and you have to really keep coming back to that so mindset is a huge factor in that but I suppose from an advice point of view, what I would tell people now is one of the things that I did do wrong or lessons that I have learned mm. is that when you're starting out, there's so much opportunity. You realize how much opportunity is actually out there. And it's very exciting. It's really yeah. exciting. It's easy to get caught up in that. I was just saying yes to everything. Every new client that came along, every you know new opportunity, new mm-hmm. task, new, new training that I could learn, anything. I was just saying yes to it all because I just wanted to sponge everything in and take everything on. And I got obsessed with challenges and trying to challenge myself, <laughs> learn more and everything. So um, my big, yeah, but my big lesson was that, you know, you have to learn to say no more often. Yeah. And that's something that I'm, you know, going to continually work on. But you just have to get really militant, I suppose, with your time as well. What I, again, what I've learned now and I'm, you know, I'm on the path to, to, figuring this out and creating a system for myself is is to put your personal stuff first so yeah. pencil in times like because you've you know you've got mom guilt you've got you know mm-hmm. you're not spending enough time with your you know visiting your parents you're not you know all this sort of stuff and like to be honest when it comes down to it they're the most important things in life and that's that's why you kind of a lot of the time that's why you're doing this stuff so I kind of had forgotten about that throughout yeah. at a point and I was just so focused on working 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 learning more gaining more skills you know getting more clients earning more money all that sort of stuff I just got really really obsessed with all that now what I'm doing is I'm trying to kind of fix all that and start this new system and what I found is just like that penciling in your time so I pencil in free time like time blocking is huge and using your google calendar is huge or whatever calendar yeah. you're using but really get militant about your time and how you're spending it so now I'm like going to the gym every morning before work you know before the kids are, before I get the kids ready for school I'm back you know just in time to get them ready and out the door and then I start work after that so penciling in that to get that done at that time having times where I know I'm going to take the kids to the park trying to make sure you have that that time is so all in there and you know when you're doing it I have to say that's part of the juggle that people don't talk about very often and it is really really true when you look at social media and stuff you just hear people going on about I get to travel I get to have this freedom I get to do what I want but I have also fallen into that trap this world is so amazing you can grow your business really quick and both of our businesses grew quite fast didn't they Kat so we they did and so you can end up getting caught up and yeah, I'll take that work. Yeah, I'll do that. Oh, I can do this and I can do that and I can do all the other. And next thing you're like, oh my God, shit, I've actually been working for like a week straight. I've, I've not gone out and done anything else. And it's because it's so exciting. And yeah. that is part of the, the juggle too that people don't mention is that you can actually turn around one day and realize I have actually done nothing but work. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. All the time, Ellie. <laughs> 
happened to me too. Yeah. You do, especially when you love what you do. You yeah. Know? I mean, I'm not going to say we love every single second of every day. I mean, there's hard days, you know, things like that as well. And you've got like a lot of stuff on and deadlines and everything. And that can be kind of stressful and everything. But for the most part, I love what I do. And I yeah. just love that I create it myself. I create yeah. what it is that I do every day. So I choose who I work with. I choose which ladder I want to climb or where, you know what I mean? I choose my own race. It's addictive. You know, and I love that. Like, it's it's amazing. But yeah, there is a kind of an idea that, you know, it's this glamorous lifestyle and stuff. Mm. You still have to do the work. You know what I mean? You're oh, still, gotcha. You're still <laughs> when you originally did this and you started your side hustle and you were like, right, I'm going to try this out. Like a good bit of it was to do with your kids and you wanted to create that little bit more flexibility for, mm. for you mm. and them. How did you find transitioning then over to having your business full time? What was it like compared to to working full time away from from home? Yeah, I suppose. It, yeah, I don't know. What, I've never actually thought about that because it just happens again. You know what I mean? It just happens so quick. Quick. As suddenly I was making more money with my side hustle than I was than I had left over after paying wow. my full time job, and that was within a few months. You know, so it just made sense for me to leave then. But I happened. I suppose for me, I happened to to finish up in my job and go out and have my third baby. So I had that little gap in between. So I I had some time off and I was, you know, I had arranged that with my clients and stuff before my job um, that I had at the time knew I wasn't coming back from maternity leave at that stage. So I had a couple of months to kind of really dive into the full-time. It wasn't like I just finished my full-time job and then I went full-time with Mm -hmm. the virtual assistant. I had a little bit of time to play on it, but I, I left it built gradually so I didn't just kind of go okay I'm finished here now let's take on 16 clients and have this like (laughs) I let it build up kind of naturally and as clients came in and stuff like that and yeah before like I said within like I suppose I was back to work after three months of maternity leave I was Mm -hmm. kind of back to work again it's different when you work for yourself but I was back at my own hours which fitted in around my husband working and he'd come home from work and then I'd be able to do a few hours in the evening as soon as he came home and was able to take over with the kids and stuff I'm so lucky that I'm just always there for my kids I am there to drop them to school in the morning I'm there to pick them up in the evening I'm able to I'm able to do their homework with them they're they always have me there which is amazing. Even if I'm working and I've set them up to do something, an activity mm-hmm. or whatever, and I say, okay, I'm going to go work now for an hour on the laptop or whatever it is, I'm always there. And that's just a really feel good thing for me, I suppose. So Definitely. that was the biggest change, along with the commute. The commute obviously was great. Oh my God, I couldn't go back. Could you? Oh my God. <laughs> Dealing with the sort of rush hour traffic was great. Oh yeah, um, no, thank you. I couldn't go back. Yeah. I realized recently, actually, after talking to somebody, that I'm a bit of an in-betweener. This is Mm. something I hadn't realized before. So you see a lot about virtual assistants who start out and it's because they want to travel and they want to do all that lovely stuff. And then we sometimes see other virtual assistants who are setting up because their why is like yours. You know, they're home with their kids a little bit more, but they get to do something Mm. they freaking love at the same time. It's like this lovely balance. But I'm in the middle. (laughs) I'm not at that point in my life anymore where I like want to go traveling. I've done that. I'm not, you know, up for that anymore. But I don't have a family yet. And I only realized that after speaking to someone recently. And she said that. And I said, I'm in the same boat as you. You're okay. You're not on your own. You know, like I'm 
yeah, I'm yeah. there too. But I count myself as very lucky to know you who has like, and so well, who has done these things before me, because like when I first started my business, that was one thing I thought of. I was like, what would I do about maternity leave? How does that work? Like, what would I do? You know, what would your advice be to someone who's thinking that? Like I say, a lot of the times, like um, that book I love by uh, Marie Forleo, which is everything is figureoutable. So yes. whatever the situation, you're going to figure it out. You're going to adapt. We always yeah. adapt to change and, and everything like that. We learn to adapt because we have to. So, yeah. you know, anything like that that comes up, you'll figure it out. So don't stress about it. But I suppose the big thing is just making sure you have your ducks in a row. So it's just being that bit organized beforehand. I'm definitely not the most organized of people, but I had all that sort of stuff. I had my timeline kind of figured out of where I'd need mm-hmm. to finish and had my clients um, told in advance. And I mean, there's loads of things that you can do with, you know, you can temporarily outsource your work to other people, depending on how long you're taking. Sometimes it works out that your clients are okay to take a break for a couple of months or three months yeah. you know, or more or whatever, and then just pick back up with you or whatever. But look, either way, I mean, you never know if like if you finish up with a client for a bit are they definitely coming back to you blah 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 all that yeah but the big thing again is it comes back to mindset and knowing that look it's okay okay I need to take this time with you know a new baby or whatever it is yeah you need to take that time and that's the most important thing for that moment in your life so don't stress about the other stuff because if you started that business and you were able to get clients you'll be able to get them again my biggest advice is don't stress about it because it will all fall into place when you need to there's lots of different things when it comes to this lifestyle that people do worry about because it is a bit of an unknown like whilst we do talk about flexibility we talk about freedom and those are the things that attract people to it sometimes people are like but how would I juggle this how would I juggle it alongside my job and all the rest but at the end of the day whilst we do have the flexibility we can create things ourselves there's always a little bit of a juggle cat isn't there Oh, there's going to be, but there's going to be, life life is a juggle in general. Yeah. I mean, I was juggling when I was working full time. I'm juggling now when, you know, I'm working for myself. But again, you just figure it out and you you find what works for you in any given moment. I mean, Mm -hmm. so like, I mean, I, yeah, I have a lot on at the moment and stuff. And sometimes I think back and go, what did I do with all my time before, you know, before, before, you know, all this sort of stuff. But again, it's just, you adapt to every season in your life. You figure it out as you go. The most important thing is surrounding yourself with people who, you know, have been there, done that. It's always great to be surrounded by like-minded people in the same position as you and going through the same things as you. But it's equally as important to surround yourself with people who have been there and done it. So, you know, make sure that you have a nice mix in your circle of influence, that you have a nice mixture of those people, people that understand where you are, what you're going through, can, you know, empathize with you right now and kind of go, oh, my God, yeah, or can say I'm there too I totally get what you mean and you can mm-hmm. kind of go through something together but you also need to surround yourself with people who have you know walked the walk basically yeah. and, have been there and can give you those bits of advice and um, as you're walking through something so it's just making sure that you have that that nice kind of surrounding of people of people you. definitely when you're self-employed I think that's always important because you, it's not the you. same as being in a yeah. job with a team no. you know it's not the same and no. like in work you're kind of forced to be around people you kind of have a community so you have to purposely do it yeah when you're self-employed that's the thing as well like when you're self-employed you don't have colleagues as such to bounce ideas off to check in with you know you are the leader you don't have a boss to make decisions for you you are now the decision maker so it's all of those things but again it's just 
surrounding yourself with people and filling yourself up with good content and good knowledge and stuff and working on your mind constantly, your mindset constantly is so important to just help you to progress in that. Like, you know, it will do huge for you. Yeah, definitely. I think, to be honest, that no matter what you do, whether you're self-employed, whether you're in employment, life is always a balancing act. Always. It's yeah. always going to be that way. No matter what, you're always trying to give more of yourself there or less of yourself here or feel like you're missing out on something. It's always going to be like that. It's, so, it's just figuring out what to say yes to. That's the yeah. thing. It's like thinking, and that's again why you should know your why, your vision, your goals. All that stuff is so important because then it will help you with your decision making. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll, you know, you'll look at something and something will come your way, an opportunity will come your way or something and you'll look at it and you go, okay, is this taking me in the direction? If I say yes to this, I'm saying no to something else. Yeah. Is it worth my while to say yes to this? And is that yes taking me in the direction I want to go? Just for you listening as well, you might see on social media fr- freedom, flexibility, all the rest, but behind it, everybody's juggling something. It's not easy for everybody. We all have different things that we're juggling, balancing, and hey, that's just life at the end of the day, isn't it? It's not easy, but you just have to make sure it's worth it. Exactly. Know? That's it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Kat. So I really appreciate it. Me and you could talk forever. <laughs> oh my God, forever. I know. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Kat. Isn't Cat great? I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It's so true though. If you scroll through social media, all you'll hear about is the freedom and the flexibility. But the reality is, we're all juggling something. And running an online business can become addictive. Because it's fun. It's empowering. And sometimes you'll have to rein yourself back in. So that you can get some of that balance back. Whilst it can be a juggle, I don't think any of us would ever change it for the world. As Kat said there, one of her biggest reasons for starting out was her kids. She didn't want to have to make a decision anymore to make that choice, whether she could stay home with them or not. And now she doesn't have to anymore. And the same goes for so many different whys. If yours is to travel, you can do that. You don't have to ask someone for time off. Or wait until you get your holidays or annual leave to go somewhere amazing. You can just bring your business with you. Running an online business can be a balancing act. But that's just life. And it's worth it. A couple of things before we wrap up today. Firstly, can you believe that we are over halfway through the first season of Life Virtually? I have no idea where the time is going. I really don't. I want to thank you for all of your support and the lovely messages that you've been sending me. I do have an ask. If you've been listening along and enjoying this podcast, please do leave a rating wherever you are listening. It would mean the absolute world to me. And every little helps. (laughs) Secondly, I am going to be introducing an Ask Ellie listener questions episode. It's an opportunity for you to get your questions into me and for me to answer them here on the podcast. You can ask me anything running or starting a virtual assistant business. I've created a form so that you can do that. It is anonymous, but if you would like me to read your name out, please do include it. The link is in the show notes. I did talk about this on my Instagram earlier on in the week and the questions are coming in. So make sure to get yours in so that I can answer it before the end of the season. As always, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at ellie.va.coach because I really do love hearing from you. Remember, 
People might not say it on social media, but we're all juggling something. And it is worth it. See you here next week. 